When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's 8.02 right now, and uh, Nick Sirianni, who is not on the line yet, is brought to you by Bud Light. Join Ava Graham at Doc's Irish Pub in Gilbertsville. Friday, uh, that's uh, Friday night. It's the next Bud Light Eagles pep rally win Eagles tickets, meet Eagles players, and win signed merchandise. Now, I'm, I, I got to wait. I can't. I was about to play a bit. Right. Uh, Howie Roseman's ro- voicemail. I will play it right after the coach comes on. It, that could have been extremely awkward. He may have enjoyed it. He may have enjoyed it, but something tells me he might not have. <laughs> uh, and uh, why take the risk? Ladies and gentlemen, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Sirianni. Hi, Nick. Hey, Angela. How you doing? Hey, Nick. Uh, last night, I'm not sure you were watching Monday Night Football, but I'm pretty sure by now you've heard what happened to DeMar Hamlin. Uh, what's your reaction? What are, what are your thoughts this morning? Yeah, just, uh, man, it's, yeah, you uh it puts everything in perspective that you know you come you come uh back to work and you have a loss that you're really upset about and you're and you're and you're thinking about that and then something like that happens at night and just puts puts everything in perspective of how you know you know it's just this, these players put their bodies on the line and um you know I know we got some guys that that know him um and and you know first thought is obviously for the kid that he's okay um, and then you want to check on your guys that that know them, um, and then you start to think a lot of things go through your mind, right? And you think about uh, Josh Sweat and how fortunate he is that he was able to get up and um, you know and, and be okay. Um, so it, it's just it's tough to watch. I think my, my exact words to my you know is that I was just kind of in shock um, because you don't you don't see that very often and. Uh, you don't see that happen in this game very often, and uh, it's, just, it's a violent sport as we know. Um, but you know, just you know, just uh, you know, I thought about everything as how how you would lead the team in that matter and and everything. So I mean, just so many things go through your mind there. And uh, at the end of the day, I just hope and pray that that Demar's okay and uh, that the people that are close to him are okay and uh, and that that he'll he'll fight through this and and, and get up from this and that. Uh, you know that, that, like I said, everybody that that knows him and loves him um, uh, can be comforted at this time. And, and Nick, it was especially haunting for Eagles fans because they had seen what happened to Josh on Sunday. And I'm just wondering, you know, I, I've had players have already called in today who have said that when you see that, it's difficult to resume playing. Is there a chance that Josh being injured the way he was had an effect on the way your team played Sunday? You know, um, obviously, anything like that's going to affect you. Um, what one? You know, when when Josh, you know, we won't ever use that as an excuse though. But when Josh was um, was on the field, you know, you know, Josh was he was itching to get up. You know, he he you know he was you know. But they have to. Our doctors and our our medical team have to go through the right precautions. Um, you know, one, one thing that was cool to see on the field is that you know Josh was was laying flat down on his face and. Fletch was kind of talk. Fletch was talking to him like, "You okay, Josh?" And Josh was and him were laughing back and forth. And and so I, I think for myself and for some of those guys that were out there, we're able to see, you know, Josh moving a little bit and and Josh joking around and talking to Fletch. That that was comforting to to us. 
and and uh, we were obviously able to relay that to the rest of our team. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that that affected us in a sense that of how we played, and you know, we we did that on our own. Well, that's I guess the next thing, Nick. We're all trying to understand the team's worst performance of the season in a game that meant so much, not just in the standings, but draft positioning and all that. How do you? I mean, you got a couple of days now since it happened. How do you explain it? Yeah, I would say it's our, our worst offensive uh, performance. I thought special teams uh, did a lot of good things. I thought the defense played what, a very good game, um, and I think it was our worst offensive performance. And 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 so, but this is a team game, and so you know it's you know when it, when one unit is down, we we all are down. And so, you know, we didn't coach good enough on offense. Uh, we didn't put the guys in position to make enough plays, and and we didn't and we didn't execute. It's always going to come down to that. And, uh, you know, it's always, but you always got to look at yourself in the mirror first. Obviously, there's going to be calls that we want back. There's going to be little certain situations. Man, I should have put Devontae on the outside edge of the numbers instead of the inside edge of the numbers. I mean, it's a good, it's a good process to be able to drag your, you don't want to have to drag yourself through the mud, but drag yourself through the mud, uh, get dirty with it, get, you know, beat yourself up about it because that's how you get better from it, but then move on. Um, move on and have that dog mentality from it, but there was there was just a lot of things that that went wrong, right? With that, and again, I felt like it started with with us as coaches not putting them in the right spots, um, and then we had some uncharacteristic things that we that we did in that game. Well, I want to challenge the the uh, good performance you said the defense defense had in a second. Of course, Nick. of course you do. But but <laughs> but Nick, I want to start with uh, uh, what happened on offense. Four three and outs to start a game. The, you guys had been. The script against the Giants in that beautiful first drive when you faced them before. Mm-hmm. Nick, how does it go from that to four three and outs in a row? Is yeah, it because Jalen's not there? What do you think it is? No, I, I, you know, obviously, anytime you're missing one of your best players, that that you know, and with him and Lane, I mean, that of course, I mean, they're their best players at their position in the NFL for a reason, and um, that that's always that's always uh, uh, that has some effect, but that doesn't that doesn't mean we went, you know, that it's. That's what, which you know, that you have four, three and outs. Like that was um, really bad uh, on our part. Like we, you know, you're behind the sticks, and and that's one of the worst things you can do. I think on on three of those, like one of them, we had them at, at third and two. Actually, I'm sorry, we had a third and two and a third and three, and we didn't convert on those, and and we have been converting on those. So, but then the other two were third and forever, right? And so when you don't win on first and second down. Um, you know, you know that it's really hard to convert on third and uh, third and forever. And so we were really bad on third down of, of keeping drives alive. Um, two of them because you know, two of them we lost because you know we were so bad on first and second down. And two of them lo- we lost. You know, with with uh, you know, I, I I didn't love the design of the play on the third and two for you know that I, like that was when I was talking put Devontae on the outside edge as opposed to the inside edge. Um, you know, but on the other one they just covered it well, but. Um, yeah, so I mean that—that's where you know that not not converting on third down, whether because you couldn't or because you know because it was too long or just because of some execution or coaching things. Hey Nick, uh, you, all that having been said, you got a shot here in the fourth quarter, and you got a fourth and one at round midfield, and uh, the quarterback sneak. Uh, I know now you've gotten a chance to really look at it. Any second thoughts on making that call in that spot? You know, obviously, anytime it doesn't work the way you want it to work, you're always gonna you got to drag yourself through the mud. I can't say that enough. Like you gotta you gotta just be, beat yourself up and think about everything you could have done better um, to um, to help your team win. 
and we all got to do that. And that's that's a sign of, of of a good team when you when you are all when you all are doing that. Um, you know, I had conviction in the call, and 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 again, it wasn't it wasn't blind faith. Like we've been really good at that call, and we're, and we're good at that call because of Jason Kelsey, because of Landon Dickerson, because of of Isaac. Um, and it just didn't work on this particular one. Had I had I need to do that that call again in that same scenario, um, I would do it. I'd do it again. I, I'm not convicted in the call. It didn't work out. Uh, but those are things I gotta I gotta live with as the head coach. And I understand. I understand there that uh, when it works, it works, and when it doesn't, it's that's gonna be on me. And that's that's part of my job. And uh, um, but I, I believe in the guys, and I believe uh, I believed in the call. Hey, Nick, in most games, Miles Sanders averages over five yards a carry. He had 12 carries. He averaged 5.1. Only got 22 snaps, the lowest number this season. Can you explain what was going on with Miles? Yeah, with Miles, you know, we, we uh, you know, he was, he was, he was in the brace. Um, that Now he was healthy enough to go, but we were, the plan was to, to his workload not to be quite as much, you know, just because of his situation that he was in. Um, and so there was a little bit more of shared uh, responsibilities in that game, partly because of that, and partly because we had two long, we had two two-minute drives, a couple two-minute drives, and then two-minute drives. Kenny Gainwell's our back in that particular case. Um, as far as you know, some of the carries early on, obviously when you get when you get behind the sticks, it's tough. Right? We we passed the first play of the game, right? And uh, I'll keep the reasons why we passed the first play of the game here, but we're always going to have a reason of why we do things. Um, based off of what the defense is doing, um, we put ourselves in second and long, and in second and long, you want to try to get yourself to a manageable third down. And and sometimes it's a run play, and sometimes it's not. And that was in that particular case, it was not. Um, and and that's kind of how the, a couple of those drives went in the first half. Uh, you know, the second drive we came out, handed them the ball uh, two times, and then the third time with an option to hand them the ball. Um, and you know, you know, so it was just a little bit how the game was played. Um, a little bit uh, just uh, with his, you know with him uh, not being uh, he was full strength but he just we just needed to be we just needed to be careful on some things with him um, just with, with how he was feeling that makes sense on defense Nick I realize they held the team to 13 points that's always a, a more than acceptable number but 37 minutes time of possession 20 for 24 by the passes again often into a soft zone. Um, are those numbers okay for you? Did they concern you that other teams seem to be better now at controlling the ball against your defense? Yeah, sure. That, that's a good question, Angelo. I think the, the best way to explain the time of possession is our lack of uh, possessing the football on offense. Now, that first drive, there's a lot that goes into that first drive. They, they gave us their best punch there on offense. They really did, and then our defense buttoned up the rest of the game. And now to have a nine-minute drive – that's that's a long drive to start the game off, and that contributes to that that uh, off whack um, uh, time of possession. But we're but it's the three and outs that really really contribute to that. Um, and a tribute to them too. They went for it on fourth and I don't know was it five around around midfield somewhere around midfield there. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and and they got it. So you know again, you know you'd want to get off the field on on third down. Um, you know, in that game, early in that game. But they did a good job of keeping it, unlike what we did, they did a good job of keeping it at third and manageable or going for it on fourth down. Um, and like, like I said, after that, I just thought the defense played outstanding uh, getting after the quarterback. As far as your question on the, um, you know, the completions, uh, you know, 
when a guy's holding the football and getting sacked seven times, like, of course, we have great rushers. And there's sometimes that those rushers go through the line of scrimmage like, did anyone even block those guys there? But then there's sometimes it's a team game, and there's sometimes where there's nowhere for the ball to get out. So in my opinion, I, I count sacks like that where I see it. You know, I see those as, as incompletions too. In fact, they're a little worse than incompletions in the sense that they lost yards and it didn't just go back to the original spot. And so, um, you know, I, I, I didn't think they – I just thought our defense – I thought our defense played an outstanding game, um, you know, with the exception of that first drive. But they get paid too, and uh, – you know, they, they did a good job on that first drive. I always got to give them credit as well. Uh, but um, I think the defense I def- think the defense played a good game. All right, Nick, two other quick ones. One is, uh, now that this Giants game is so important, will that have any bearing on whether or not you play Jalen Hurts on Sunday? You know, it, it, and it goes just goes back to, to Jalen being healthy enough to play, right? It's not every game's big i mean shoot the last two games were, were big too um and but jalen wasn't quite there yet to be ready to play if jalen's ready to play health wise um then we'll play him and you know and I, and I think yesterday especially seeing yesterday and demar and everything like that like we we got to think of our player safety first and foremost every single time and, and regardless of the circumstances of you know this is a must win or you know this this has to happen here like that is that will that will always always be my first uh, requirement is if the player is healthy enough to play and we don't put him at risk to to put his body in danger um, just because we want to because we perceive it as a must win uh, these guys will play through anything if we allowed them to um, and I know Jalen you know I know Sweat's already I talked to Sweat yesterday he wants to play in this game I'm like <laughs> I mean this guy, these guys are awesome I, I love these guys and but you know it. Uh, we're not. I'm not the expert. They're not the expert. We have to listen to the experts, and we have to always do what's best for our guys um, as far as their health. And that will never, ever change here. Uh, any team I ever coach. That's very cool about Sweat. Uh, I'm just curious. <laughs> the last thing I think this is a fan question here, Nick. How worried are you that you're not playing the best football as the games now become so essential? Yeah, you know. Obviously, these last two games have been, um, you know, have been. Uh, you want you want the parts of those games back, obviously, right? Uh, and, and and on different sides, right? I think the special teams have been playing good for the last month and a half or so. So they're they're on the rise. I think you know the defense, um, you know, have have some game. You have some dips, and you always want to have that. I mean, I know you can't see me because we're on radio, but I'm 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 doing that steady rise with my hand. You always want to have that steady rise. But also understanding that there's going to be dips as long as you get back on that rise. And, and all we can do is we really believe in our process of the way we go about our business. It's not just, it's not just talk. Like we are going to go back to what we're going to drag ourselves through the freaking mud and get in and say to ourselves, this is what we messed up. We are going to, we're going to, we're going to do our best to fix that. We're going to practice hard. We're going to walk through hard. We're going to meet hard. Um, and, and we're going to get back on that trajectory of, of going, of going upwards as a team, right? Again, like there's, like, like you said, like there's been there's been dips on sides of the ball. Again, I think the special teams has been on a steady rise. Um, I think the defense has been on a rise. They have a little dip and then they go back up. I think the offense has been on a rise, have a little dip, and now we're gonna and we're gonna keep going back up. And the way you keep going back up is about your process. And it, and and I know to the outside world, right? Is it's always about results. It's always about results. But if your process is right. 
right? The results will take care of themselves. They didn't these last two weeks, but we know that we, we will continue to get better as long as we're going about our work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, you know, Saturday until we play on Sunday. Nick, please win on Sunday. We really want you to win. Please. <laughs> All right, Angela. We'll, we'll do our best. You know that. We'll go out there and we'll, uh, I can't wait to see our fans out there supporting us. And, um, you know, we're, we'll, we'll go out there and fight. I know that. Thanks, Nick. Good luck. Right, Thanks. Uh, Nick Sirianni. Uh, interesting insights into what's going on with his team. How about Sweat? Sweat is in the hospital. And now he wants to play the next Sunday. God bless him. As a gamer. 215-592-9494. Lots of your phone calls when we return. All right, 825 is your time. Now, you just heard the head coach, and he uh, never gets too high. Josie never gets too low. And he's he's all right. He's feeling decent. He's not that nervous. He thinks things will be okay. Some long answers there. Yeah, There were some lengthy answers, but uh, we are wondering with our second question of the day how the fans are feeling. What do you got, Dan Wilson? Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Armin Chevrolet wishes all a happy and healthy New Year. Thank you to the Delaware Valley for over 22 years of support. Find new roads at Armin Chevrolet. How worried are you about the Eagles after back-to-back losses? 23% not at all, 35% very, 42% so-so. All right, so Barry is second at 35. So-so's at 42. So we are going to answer a question about the state of our most important sports team with the wishy-washy response. Yeah. That, I do not like that. And, and you should be very. Rhea, are you very? I'm a very, yes. She's a very. Yes. You're a very. Are you a very? Uh, 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 Dan Wilson. Name? I, I can't ever remember. It's Dan Dan. Dan. His name. Little Willie. <laughs> little Willie. Dan. Are you ready, Little Willie? <laughs> How, are you very? I'm at a so-so. <laughs> all right, get out of here. Okay. I don't like so-so people. All right. Anyway, without further ado, Josie, <laughs> could you do it? I'm watching the yes. game Sunday, and I'm in a rock. You mood. should be. Oh my be. God, am I in a it's bad mood? The way mood. it started, and then the thing I hope for happen on the screen becomes our savior, Howie Roseman. Uh-huh. Yes, but Roseman looks like he has just sucked a lemon. Or eating a bad clam. Yes, that was a big game for him. All right. What was he thinking as his team played a horrible football game? He was thinking about the draft choice that he's and getting he from lost New that. Yes, it's oh, a, that, it's Rhea, a major that slip. had a wrinkle. Yeah. Uh, it wrinkled everybody. Johnson, if they had won the game, what are we thinking it here on the pick? It could have been a top seven pick. Top seven pick, and instead? It's in the team somewhere. Uh, well said. Anyway, so then we said to ourselves, well, why don't we see what his voicemail has to say? Because he gets a lot of interesting calls after games, and here it is. Hey, it's Howie Roseman, 100%, man. Leave a message. Yo, Howie, why don't you tell Kelsey to wait till after New Year's to do his drunk mummer's impression, okay? Hey, little buddy, it's Andy. <clears throat> Tough loss there on Sunday. Uh, boy, it'd really be a crime if you guys blew the season after going 13-1, and one, but <clears throat> I only say that because I love crime and criminals. By the way, tell Minshew if he wants a good mustache, I can draw one on him. Huh? <sighs> Let me tell you something, Howie. You should be embarrassed. Your team's a disgrace. D-I-S... Grace! I'm still waiting for your semi-pro quarterback to hand the ball off to Myers Sanders. I'm going to introduce you to him. I'm going to play for Penn State. And you bozo coaches, get your head out of your ass. Fans paid to see this team. 
everybody in that stadium did your job on Sunday, except the Eagles! Oh, thanks. Yep, yep. Hey, Owie, it's Chip. Great game plan with Minshew. Now the rest of the league is about to find out what I already knew. That you're clueless and never matched. I kept my wife's secret, but you can't keep your confidence a secret any longer, so... Hi, Howie, it's Merle. We have to go golfing again. After doing that game Sunday, it's apparent you've been playing with your putter, and I want to see if your short game has improved. Call me. Howie, it's Doc Rivers. Relax. Tell you guys that Sunday was just a scheduled loss. You're going to be in the Super Bowl. It's a guarantee. You're a treasure, and I'm doing a terrific job. I've earned that. Hey, Howie, it's Chip again. Great job moving all the way up in the draft to get Carson Wentz. You really did your homework there. Great pick. Ruined three franchises, so this time next year he'll be shoveling common in North Dakota, so... Hello, Howie. It's Detective Brown, Laura Murray. I just want to let you know what your team played like on Sunday. I'll give you a full report. Call me back. I'll be here to 1.30. Howie? Okay. <sighs> You don't know me, okay? I'm watching, and I'm disappointed. In fact, I'm disconsolate, okay? Okay? Watching you on Sunday, and I'm looking, I'm looking, and it made me gassy, okay? I'm not afraid to say that. Not afraid. <laughs> and Ava, Shaka, crunch! Howie, it's Chip again. By the way, I saw your boy Wentz scored a touchdown and spiked the ball. It was the best pass he threw all day, so. <laughs> See Joe. Oh See Joe Conklin's comedy show with Vince <laughs> Valentine and Norm Clark at Our Lady of Good Counsel on Saturday, January 21st. For tickets, go to joeconklin.com. Jordan is on the line right now for Cherry Hill. Hi, Jordan. Jordan, hey, how you doing? How yeah, are you doing? What's on your mind? Good, good. I got a question for uh, for Nick Sirianni. Yes, good. I'll get him back on. What did you want to ask him? All right. If uh, if Jalen Hurts is still experiencing tenderness in his right throwing shoulder, how many days of practice throwing left handed? Will he need to be able to make the start on Sunday? <laughs> right. Be better than oh Minshew. That is, that is really actually good. your question for the contest, right, Jordan? Because ba- left-handed, he would still be better than Minshew. Is that what you're saying? I, I think that's what I'm saying. It's very good, <laughs> Jordan. Very Stay good, online Jordan. with that. Uh, try. I will say this: you, anyone out there who is actually saying, and they're all doing it in the national media because the national media is populated by boobs and hot take masters, all right? If you don't think the last two weeks were a further endorsement of Hertz as an MVP, your brain is not functioning properly. Get it checked. Yeah. Because what you saw in these two losses is the value that Hertz brings to that what, franchise. What was Chris Sims? His ridiculous oh. argument on oh. why Hertz shouldn't be the MVP was that Minshew could come in yeah. and yeah. do the same thing. By it the was way, he's system. very upset by that. I guarantee he, upset he is. By he's upset by by people pointing that out, especially ESPN Good. after the past two games. Then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the exact thing he doesn't want me to do. I'm going to ignore Chris Sims. How's that? <laughs> Forget Chris Sims. The fact of the matter is Jalen Hurts is this Philadelphia Eagles team. He's the MVP. And without him, you got nothing. And don't tell me how great the defense is. By the way, the coach convinced me of nothing with his response. 37 minutes time of possession does not have to do with three and outs. It has to do with the fact that when they have the ball, you can't get it back for long periods of time. Ah!
Ah! And one other thing. If you heard the Merrill Mike broadcast in the first half, <laughs> I don't have this confirmed. They had to give Mike Quick Xanax. Really? Because he was watching that soft zone, and he was freaking out. And he kept doing yeah. it. Almost every uh, reception here, he'd say, well, nobody's covering. Well, I the was, the we soft zone, they're, they're wide open. They're identifying where the spot is, and they're throwing yeah. it to it. Saints and scored, they did nothing! They were combined 11 of 12 for 153 yards against the zone in the first quarter, in the first and second quarter. Is that something? Yeah, that's And something. that was 24 for 24, 300 yards the previous game. Yep. I mean, and they're not acting like that's significant. No, Nick, you've got to act like that's significant because it is. Sean's up next for Maryland. Hi, Sean. Hey, good morning, Ange. Good morning, crew. First, before I go into a rant on Tiriani and the crew, uh, uh, thoughts and prayers to the young man from last night. Very scary, and uh, and I hope uh, for a speedy recovery for him. Yeah. Now It's now, uh, really great that they managed to bring him back. DeMar Hamlin, maybe. and we all wish him the best. They brought him back. He had lost his heartbeat. He could. He was, I guess, clinically dead on the field. That's just astonishing. Before they brought him back, that is an amazing, amazing story. Go ahead, Sean. Amen. Listen, uh, Hurts and his injury and absence has just, I mean, illuminated me uh, and pointed out what a fraud this coaching staff is. All of them. Uh, we heard hmm. from Sims and the rest of them about, oh, it's system. Oh, anyone, you can plug and play anybody in there. And, you know, to ESPN, to everyone with a podcast, you know where they can go. It, it, it is just, I'm tired of hearing about, you know, the, the, the auto zone and the danger zones and the half zones and the mixed zones uh, from, from our friend Gannon and Sirianni. And then you get into the, the offense. And Steichen's refusal and trying to trying to give the same play to Minshew that he would for Hertz, uh, it's it's just it's just maddening. And watching that game was like it was like you know nails on a chalkboard Sunday. It was. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this for you because Brian Baldinger's coming up at nine o'clock. Brian Baldinger said that basically they acted like Hertz was still yes, playing. That's what they did. That the game plan. You know, and, and when I asked Nick about the, the uh, quarterback sneak, right, and he said I would do it again, right? Yeah, you would do it again because Hurts is going to be the one carrying the ball. Mm-hmm. Minshew is a tiny little man compared to Hurts. Hurts is 6'4", 240 pounds, who bench lifts 600 pounds. Yeah. He will burrow through that massive bodies, and he will get you the first down. They throw Minshew around like a rag doll, do you, Sean. Do you, you can't do that with Minshew. Aren't you alarmed that they spent that entire week game planning yeah. for New yep. Orleans and that's what they came I up am, with? I am. Rhea, I am. It's as if Hurts was playing. You can't do that. Yeah, it just shows you how great Hurts is that he takes that game plan and makes it work. Sean, you are 100% right. Give me a stupid question for the coach. I got a dumb one for Sirianni. Coach, can we bring back Minshew's hippie bus from the summer, park it out in front of Lincoln Financial, allow him to stay in it this week, and give him one more chance against the Giants? Very nice, Sean. Uh, Just one tip, because we're giving away. Rhea's deciding the best dumb question. 
Here's the thing. The simpler you make them, probably the better you will uh, be off. Ten words or less, Correct, please. Because yes. a lengthy involved question will probably not trip Rhea's trigger. You can always see a lengthy involved question, people start to glaze over. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, before <laughs> Brian Bollier comes out, I want you to just hear how beautifully he put it, because we're going to break it down further when he comes on. The Eagles offense, Shane Steichen. Ladies and gentlemen, someone has stolen our offensive coordinator's brain. Please bring it back to him before next Sunday. Thank you. WIP Sports Time, 836. Uh, Window Nation is spreading holiday cheer by saving you thousands from high inflation, escalating costs, and rising rates by giving you 0% interest for five full years. For a limited time, get 60 months with no interest payments. That's in addition to Window Nation's amazing buy two, get two free savings. You get both if you call Window Nation now. We are facing the highest energy costs in over 25 years. Your bill could be as much as 28% more than last year. Cut your energy use by up to 30%, increase your home's value, and get unheard of savings. Make zero interest payments for five years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy with no limit. With Window Nation's precision installation, your new windows will lock out the cold and keep your energy bills lower. And with no interest for 60 months, you'll have plenty of extra cash for your holiday spending. Hurry, this won't last long. Call Window Nation today, 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. Get no interest for five full years and two windows free. All right, welcome back. So uh, we were booking our guests for 9 o'clock today, and then we heard what Brian Baldger had to say. He is the Odyssey Insider, and we went, well, that is what you call evaluation analysis. Excellent Here's what work. you need to know about Brian Baldiger. After a game, we just kind of rehash what's going on, and the, the plays run through our head. He goes through the whole game play by play, which, frankly, after a game like that, that's torture. It is. Right? Painful. In other words, Whatever, if you care at all about the Eagles and you're going through every play of that debacle, you are experiencing the nine-minute drive that started the game and how totally dominant the New Orleans Saints offense was against our brilliant defense. Rhea, I refuse, refuse to tell, to, to adhere to what the Eagles want you to believe, which is that the defense played well Sunday. No, they no, didn't. No, they did not play well. 37-minute mm. ball control is not a good game. No. 20 for 24 by the passes, mostly against the zone defense, is not a good game. No. You need to dominate. That team is a turnover machine. You got one. Mm-hmm. The whole damn game, Josiah Scott got one near the end of the first half. Wait, J- Slay you did nothing. One? What's that? S- Slay didn't have one? No, I think it was just Joseph. There was only one turnover. And that no, was, there was that one ended turnover. There. I was being sarcastic. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Johnson was panicked over there. Johnson was quick to correct <laughs> it's, been, it's been like since oh, October. Johnson That's is right, a bit seven, slow on right. sarcasm. He's working in a, on it. It was a poor performance all the way through. So anyway, Baldy had to go through it. And he just kept coming back to the game plan and going, what was that? I don't know who thought that this game plan was worth a darn in Philadelphia, putting this thing together against the Saints. They ran the ball 50 times at the Saints last year. So what do they do? They come out, first play of the game, and they throw, all right, Miles Sanders misses a blitz pickup on Cade Smith. It's going to happen. But 
So on the first play, your quarterback, who you don't really want to get hit, gets hit. Right? When you get your quarterback hit like this, this is what happens to him. Like, he's been hit four times in the first eight plays. Like, what in the world are the Eagles doing? This is, like, ridiculous. Any quarterback, I don't care if it's Brady, Rodgers, you get them hit four times in the first eight plays. This is what they do. They all do it. That's horrible. I don't care what the Eagles' record is. Like, this is a, this is just terrible football. Terrible game planning, terrible football, terrible for Gardner Minshew. Like, who thought this was any good? That's ridiculous. Uh, he sounds offended, so which brilliant. I love. I love the irritation. It's just so brilliant because he is a connoisseur of good football, and he saw terrible football by a good team. And I would be a liar and a jerk if I did not acknowledge that somebody we love in this town more than any other sports figure could not have come up smaller in that game. And I'm talking about Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey was horrible. Now, he'll be on Thursday, and I'm going to ask him, was it because your friend Lane wasn't there? Lane Johnson, I will now remind you of a stat which should give you no confidence in the game Sunday against the Giants, regardless of who the Giants play or whether Hurts plays. Now, the Eagles, when Lane Johnson does not start the game, have won nine without him and have lost 22. Wow. Nine and 22. Yeah. So if you're out there feeling good about Sunday, Lane's not playing Sunday. You understand? He's playing in the playoffs. Okay, good. They're hoping he will hold together with the abdominal injury, the yes. sports hernia. Abductor. Yes. Abductor. But understand, people, that offensive line was horrible. You just heard Balding tell you that the first eight snaps, Minshew got hit four times. That is not supposed to happen with the best offensive line in football. Jason Kelsey, he had at least three penalties himself. A huge holding penalty. I'm not going to analyze whether they were good calls or not. I'm just telling you. How many false starts in that game? How many false starts? How do you have that many false starts? How is everybody jumping? What are you doing? What are you doing? How are you ready for a game when that happens over and over and over and over again? They had another game like that earlier in the season too, right? I don't know. Jumping like it was like crazy. I think they might have gotten away with it that game. They they won. They they didn't yet. It was bad. And watching some of Baldy's breakdowns, and you're talking about Lane Johnson. Jack Driscoll was not good. Jack Driscoll stinks, but you have a problem if you swing Maialata over to his natural right tackle spot. You have to use a horrible first-round pick, Mr. Andre Dillon. Are you ready to do that? No. You're ready to weaken two of those spots. No, Dillon. Well, Mylotta has not been um, right. uh, as great as he was last season. Driscoll has been bad. Mylotta has been less than what he was, yes. although he's still singing beautifully, Yeah. <laughs> if that means anything to you. And I'm just going to say it. Jason Kelsey on Sunday sucked. All right? Jason Kelsey, your leader, sucked. He sucked as a center, and he sucked as a leader. I'm ready to say it. Okay, let me know how that works out for you on Thursday. Yep, I'll let you know. Pretty sure you're not going to use that word. I may try a different word. (laughs) Yeah, there's a shock. (laughs) But understand something. Uh, When When I am asking about his performance, the word I will be thinking of 
is socked. And trust me, he thinks the same thing about you. Well, thank you. I guess we're on the same page. <laughs> Self is on a live from North Philly. Hi, Self. What's up, Angie? What's going on, man? What's happening, Selfie? Hey, listen, I'm about to blow y'all boots off y'all feet. All right, do it. I done told y'all about these coordinators already, so I'm not even going there no more. I'm right? with yourself. I'm not pleased with them myself. So has anybody realized that every Eagles loss happened after a celebratory moment? The Redskins loss happened on Devontae Smith's birthday, which was around Thanksgiving. Hmm. The Cowboys loss happened on New Year, I mean on Christmas Eve. And then this last loss to the Saints happened on New Year's on Darius Slay's birthday. Okay. So could it possibly be these dudes was partying and hung over? Because uh, every game no. they mm. play like crap. Self, let me uh, let me moments. respond to this celebratory moment point you're making. Have you been drinking alcohol in the last 24 hours? <laughs> yeah, with Darius Slay and Devontae Smith and Nick Sirianni. All right, hold this on. That is a dumb question. No, no, hold on. I'm not done with self. Yeah, you're in self, the lead. Are you calling us from an opium den? Of course. My supplier is, is, is Jonathan Gannon All right. and Shane Steiger. Well, Self, <laughs> so, that was uh, fascinating. I'm not sure. We, that was the main point you were making. That wasn't. You weren't just being, uh, you know, sarcastic there. You really think that they were partying. You you actually buy this theory you've given us. Think about it, Angelo. Look at the losses. Look when they occurred. Yeah. They all occurred after somebody's birthday or on true. somebody's birthday. Right. Or mm. around the holiday time. You think when with you a team of 50 people, like, you know, like over 50 no, no, players. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Like, that they've never partied all year long after somebody's birthday? Yeah. No. They just managed to win those games, so, so it didn't matter. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think your theory is is absurd. But I enjoy you. <laughs> if that helps, I enjoy you. But I'm going to let you leave at this point because that was stupid. Gary's out of line from Southampton. Hi, Gary. Good morning, everybody. How are you? All right, now Gary has worked many a sideline at many NFL games. Oh, no, Ange, you don't even know the story that Gary no. has for you. <laughs> What's that? Gary, let's hear it. All right, well, this is um, 8.45 uh, last night, right after this happened. Um, the trainer for uh, from Syracuse that saved my life because uh, 20, uh, it'll be 22 years this year, uh, I was refereeing a game. I was a back judge. Syracuse, East Carolina. Uh, I had a massive heart attack on the field with eight minutes and four seconds to go. And I went down and uh, I was in cardiac arrest. Uh, and uh, they brought out the defibrillator. And the defibrillator was the very first time it was on the field because it was 18 days after 9-11. So it was the very first time they had the defib on the field hit me seven times with a defibrillator. My body is like every time it was hit, it, it, it jumped up. It jumped up. People thought I was getting up, but it wasn't. They were just hitting me with the, the defibrillator, and it was um, trying to activate my, my, my rhythm again. And um, it did. Uh, you know, I, I don't wake up for 
36 hours later. Wow. But um, uh, I, you know, went in, in the ambulance and went to Syracuse University Hospital, which is only five minutes away. And um, so last night, and I was in, I was in critical condi- condition for four days. And last night, uh, the trainer who saved my life, Tim Neal, he uh, actually called me um, like 15 minutes right, right after this happened and um, to see if I was okay as far as he knew I'd be watching a game and he said, are you okay? You know, like, because it was traumatic even to watch, watch it for me. Uh, and uh, so he, um, <clears throat> he told me, which is ironic, the, the Cincinnati trainer that, um, that uh, administered the, um, the defibrillator and also CPR in this guy, he taught. So it was his student that saved, well, right now has saved wow. uh, the Mars life. So, Gary, but, if they didn't have the defib when you were there, you would have died 22 years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you're watching that happening on the field, right? Are you mm-hmm. saying to yourself, oh, my God, I know exactly what this is? Oh, yeah. I mean, more so I, I did because, well, first of all, my, my daughter and my son um, texted me right away um, and said, Dad, you see this? And because they were they were watching my game uh, when I when I was up at Syracuse, they were watching it on TV. They knew exactly what was happening. And my son was was a trainer, uh, and um, and he he knew exactly what what it was last night and the the courteous uh, situation. So, but um, I was hey I was lucky I was a lucky guy and how many people get um, I was a hundred percent blocked in a widowmaker and wow. it was uh, it was you know was I just, just can't crazy. imagine what it was like for you to watch that. That young man did not have the medical issue you had. That young man hit it, took a blow to the chest, Correct. and the blow yeah. was so severe that his heart stopped. Yeah. And then a medical crew ran onto the field with, I don't know, a minute, two minutes to get him back going again, and they managed to do that. That, yeah. to me, is heroic. Gary, that, oh, yeah. the pressure those people yeah. must feel. They, I'm sure they felt it with you, too. That's insane yeah. what they had to deal with. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was a. It was a. It was unbelievable. I mean, to this day, this Tim Neal, the, the Syracuse uh, trainer, which he's not there any longer. He was there 32 years, but he, he's teaching, and he um, he has me uh, on a on a uh, on a Zoom meeting every every year now. Uh, I wow. I uh, talk to the uh, his students and everything. So it was like, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's just just amazing what happened last night that i'm saying wow what a, you know what a deja vu situation that sure was, is you know? i gotta so. say this gary that the, those people that saved you gave you an opportunity to officiate i don't know maybe an extra 15 wing balls that you had never gotten a chance for that's that's that is correct <laughs> you know this, what it's, <laughs> it's something gary for you to think about that even after that epiphany you went on to officiate at wing balls yeah, exactly. Makes me and, question. And, makes and me I, question your judgment severely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I do I do want to say I, I do appreciate the yep. um, everything that you uh, let me do do on the on on the radio with you guys and and uh, I wish you the best. In, Thank in you, your Gary. Time. You're a good man, Gary. Thank you for that insane story. Wow, it's a great. Rep. He experienced it.
He was there for it. Yeah. These people are heroic. Here's the crazy thing. Oh. I heard him tell that story with Glenn over the weekend. That's yeah. I mean, uh, like it never, you know, when he called in, yeah. all of a sudden I went, oh, well, I know why Geary's calling in. Well, that was a great story Jeez. then, even more pertinent after yeah. what happened last night. When we returned, we are going to be talking to Brian Baldinger about how bad the Eagles did and also what happened last night in the uh, in Cincinnati. Stay tuned for all that next. WIP Sports Time 856. Let me go to my friends at MHS Lift. You know, this is the time of the year when you assess what happened last year and how to make it better. (laughs) I can give you the best solution if you're out there with a warehouse and you need people to bring in the forklifts, either lease or buy or whatever it is. Go to the people at MHS Lift because all they are are champion makers. They're the champions in their field, the forklifts, in all of North America. They've got all the awards for crown equipment. And here's the thing. You will get the best equipment from MHS Lift and the best people behind the equipment. So if you're out there right now going, we got to get more profitable, here's the first call you make, 888-MHS-LIFT. Because Brett and Andy Levin, for many years, have understood that what it takes is the best equipment, that's forklifts, pallet jacks, sweepers, aerial equipment, personnel carriers, and then the people behind it to offer you the right replacement parts, the maintenance, the ongoing service training, and fleet management, and above all else, Warehouse optimization. They'll come into your warehouse, and they'll show you how to use it so that you're more profitable. They're great at this. They're better at it than anyone. Make the phone call. 888-MHS-LIFT online. MHSLIFT.com.